speaks. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I own a theremin, and I am probably the only one-handed theremin player in the state of Idaho, and maybe even bigger than that. Okay, my friends, thanks so much for tuning in. Here we are again, Alejandro Anastasio, One Hand Speaks, storytelling podcast number 164. And this week, my friends, I am, you know it, you know it, talking about the mighty, the mysterious and amazing, super funkalicious coolness, theremin. Yes, indeed. I almost forgot I was a theremin player. Oh, my word. And let me tell you, I have thrown down (laughs) in Boise, Idaho. Man, I have thrown down with the theremin. Wow. I've played many bars. I have been on stage at many festivals. I've even played at a couple of Comic-Cons with my theremin, and I've taken it locally around the Pacific Northwest doing my uh, inspirational and entertaining entertaining and enlightening speaking, one-hand speaks style with my theremin and didgeridoo and, and a, a Tibetan singing bowl, mind you. You'll get a little bit of that here in a bit. And occasionally I show up with my accordion, yes. Uh, so I, I, I play a number of musical instruments, but I do not consider myself a musician. I consider myself an artist that makes music, and typically I'm creating sound sculptures. And, uh, well, let me tell you, let me back it up. Let me back it up. First, let me tell you, the theremin is the world's first electronic musical instrument and the only instrument you play without touching it. Yes, that's right, without touching it. Invented in 1917 by Leon Theremin. And I thought, once I realized what this instrument was, and I'll tell you how that unfolded, once I realized what this instrument was, I just knew I had to learn how to play the thing because it is the perfect instrument for someone who does not have two hands. Wow! Okay, but the hard part is, I do not sing well, and I do not hear well, and I couldn't catch a note if you put it in my hand. (laughs) It's so unfortunate. I I sing a lot, though. I've been on stage singing. I'm not a good singer. I I was part of the Red Light Variety Show. It's a a burlesque, vaudeville-style troupe a long time ago. I was one of the founding members here in Boise, Idaho. I did a lot of slapstick, vaudeville-esque skits and singing bad was one of them and I've even had standing ovations as a bad singer because I made it work vaudeville style and I had a great message and people laughed a lot and it was hilarious but the reason why I'm sharing that with you is because if you don't sing well it's hard to play the theremin if you don't hear well it's hard to play the theremin because you're not touching anything it's not like hitting C minor on a piano. There's the key. Hit it. Boom. No, there's no tactical feedback. If you are a tenth of a millimeter off, you're going to change the note. And if you don't hear well, it's hard to find. Yes. So many years I played the theremin. Many years I played the theremin. And well, I haven't played it in maybe 
I don't know, a decade. I broke it out a few years ago for the Boise Buddhist celebration. I did a quick little thing there. And before that, wow, it's it's been a really it's been a really long time. So let me share this with you. Back in 1990, I don't know, 90 now maybe 99, 2000, 2001, maybe even 2002. It was early on in the dojo years, the first run, Three Shapes Aikido 1.0, the original Reshape Your Life dojo. I went to the Flicks because I used to work at the Flicks. That's our independent movie theater. They mostly only play cool independent movies. It's a great, great theater. They were playing a documentary called Theremin, An Electric Odyssey. And it's, man, it is unbelievable how good it is. It's actually a love story. I, I don't want to get that far into it. I'm going to put a link in the show notes, but you should look it up. If you like docu documentaries, it is just a weird and bizarre tale of Leon Theremin. Oh my word. It was probably five days after I saw that documentary. I was online looking for a theremin dealer when I came across Moog Music. You know, it's interesting. The, the theremin, invented in 1917, the world's first electronic musical instrument, it is a pivotal piece of technology in modern-day music. Synthesizers would not exist if it wasn't for the theremin. I mean, this Leon theremin, well, basically, I want to say change the face of music, but he, he did something incredibly profound. And in the 20s, him and Clara Rockmore were packing out major halls of of theater, Carnegie Hall, all of that stuff, just packing it out. But uh, Moog, who builds synthesizers, when he was a kid, used to build theremins. And he makes, well, right now, the best theremins on the planet. All the great theremin players play it. I ended up buying one. And the next thing you know, I'm working on my theremin chops and it's not working out that well. <laughs> I can't hold a note. I have trouble singing. I could never find F sharp. Just, I took voice, okay. I took singing lessons for a year. I took professional singing lessons for a year. And after a year, my singing teacher said, wow, I can't believe you're still terrible. Not a wise thing to say, but honestly, not untrue. And then over at the uh, the Dzogchen Retreat Center, the the uh, where I study Buddhism, my teacher lives there, my Tibetan teacher lives there. And, and for many years, I spent two months a year there on in Buddhist internships and doing a two-week ceremony at Drupchen. And I would take my theremin and my musical instruments, and I would sing a lot. I'm not a good singer, but I love, I love singing. Wow, I just love singing so much. And then I would sing... <laughs> And my teacher, Kempo Zochen Kempo uh, Choga Rinpoche, said, Wow, Alejandro Zochen Kempo Choga Rinpoche said, Alejandro, your melody sucks. <laughs> and of course, not untrue, not untrue. So I figured as a theremin player, I'm going to need a little bit of help. Okay, I'm going to need a little bit of help. So I invited Pamelia Kurtzen, who is now known as Pamelia Stickney. Uh, she probably got married, but I brought her out to Boise in 2005. 
And we threw down in Boise, Idaho. We did a gig at the Neurolux. We packed the house out. I got to do a little uh, duet with her. We did a workshop at my dojo. We did two workshops at my dojo. And we got a gig at Sockeye Bar and Grill here in Boise, Idaho. Just She had a great time. She was from New York. I brought her out to Boise, Idaho, basically for theremin lessons. This was the pitch. I said, hey, Pamelia, I got a theremin. I don't have two hands. I would really like lessons. I hear you're the second greatest theremin player on the planet. She's by far top three theremin players in the world. She was a extremely renowned cello player. I said, if you come out, I'll pay for your ticket and I'll get you a bunch of gigs. You can kick it at my dojo and we will have an incredible time. So yes, indeed, I brought out one of the greatest theremin players in the world to Boise, Idaho. And she gave me some cool lessons, you know. I, and for years, I worked on my chops and I made musical soundscapes. I was part of a couple of electronic music fests and other miscellaneous festivals. I've played it at the Oregon Country Fair. I've taken it to California. I have performed a lot with the theremin and in a very real way. I don't, I don't, I hear it plays like a violin. People can play classical music on it. That's not what I do. That's not what I do. It is an amazing musical instrument. And, you know, it's interesting because I kind of forgot that I played it on one level. If that, if, if anyone out there can really believe that you could ever forget doing something, but, you know, sometimes life takes hard turns and, you got to run in that direction for a while. But someone recently here in town uh, wants me to break out my theremin because there's, they, they have a friend who's interested in it. And this friend also does, is, well, is a high-end singer. So I told her I'd trade out some, some theremin lessons and uh, access to my theremin if she's willing to train my voice. I'm not interested in singing right now. I'm just interested in training my voice. And that's actually going to happen tomorrow, Wednesday, July 1st. So I've been thinking about the theremin for the last five days, digging it out of storage. And I found a bunch of my old video recordings and sound uh, performances, you know, music that I've created, which I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tap into here in a little bit. Uh, so this podcast is going to fade in and out a little bit from a performance that I did at the Hyde Park Street Fair back in 2002. So I was a staple a little bit at that fair on one of the sideshows, and and I did, you know, just cool, weird, ambient funk flow. You know, I threw down on the digimon, the digimon, the theremin, the didgeridoo, Tibetan singing bowl, and all that kind of crazy stuff. So I'll tell you what, my friends, I'll chop over to that, I'll fade into that, and um, we'll pick it up here in just a few moments. Yes, it's the world's first electronic musical instrument. It was invented in 1917. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's in my dojo, too, so he knows. It is the reason why synthesizers and organs exist today. It's a critical part of musical history, and though it's almost 100 years old, not that many people know that much about it. Okay, so just quick demonstration on the theremin. It creates two electromagnetic fields around each antenna. Wherever I put part of my body affects the proximity. This side is volume, up and down. Other side is pitch, covers five octaves. Uh, the closer I get to the antenna, the higher the pitch. Oh, 
Okay, now it actually plays like a classical violin, but you're not gonna hear that today. Oh, hey. You know some of the... Uh, the great thing about living in this time frame is that we have great technology. And then uh, sometimes technology can make you seem a little better than you are, right? So I'm not really, uh, I'm an artist by, uh, well, it's just, I'm like this. I can't help it. However, I'm not a musician. I, I claim to be an artist that makes music. So if you're a, mus if you're a musician, you know the difference. Um, so I have some interesting technology that's going to help me uh, make my theremin sound a little better. It's a uh, digital delay. There we go, my friends. Just a little excerpt back from Old School 2008, Hyde Park Street Fair. Just doing what I do on the theremin and Tibetan singing bowl. I left out some of the didgeridoo stuff. Maybe I'll do another, I'll do another podcast about the didgeridoo. I haven't really podcasted that much about any of my musical talents. Probably because my brother, Estevan, is a professional classical guitarist, classically trained. And then he <laughs> and then he watches me on stage and he's like, dude, what do you do? You, you blow through a tube and you make funny noises on your theremin, but it's entertaining. And, you know, my whole my whole shtick is that I'm entertaining and enlightening. I've you know, I have in inspirational things to say and I'm, I'm funny on stage. So that makes a difference. And I, man, I threw down for years on the theremin and I really miss it. You know, I've been thinking a lot about it since uh, my friend asked me to break it out. And now the singing thing is coming back. So I'm going to, I'm going to make another attempt at singing. I think I'm much more stable now. And uh, it's definitely going to help my theremin playing. It's, it's, and those are the words of Pamelia Kurtzen. Uh, Pamelia Stickney. She said, if you really want to be good at this instrument, you should learn to sing better. And I really want to learn to sing better. So I'm going to be working on that. And I'm going to just take the first step tomorrow. We're going to see, I'm going to ease into it a little bit, but I really need to train my voice. I really need to train my voice. I got to tell you, the theremin is just such an amazing instrument. And the fact that I don't have two hands makes it even more amazing. I think it's such such a beautiful instrument. I have some links down in the bottom of my show notes on my website. If you want to check out Clara Rockmore, uh, the movie about Leon Theremin called Theremin and Electric Odyssey. I have another uh, theremin player, Carolina, Carolina Eck. She is just unbelievable. And uh, some other just wild, quirky stuff. I might even put a link uh, to a video I have posted on my old school YouTube page. I'm still looking to get that up and running. But, you know, right now I'm just kind of doing these things. And um, I am just, I am absolutely inspired to break that theremin out. I was just thinking today if, you know, in, in, an, in a future life, I would love to be a musician. I've always been around music, played the trumpet when I was a kid and did a little trombone when I was in... Uh, 
uh, post-college. You know, my brother's a a classical guitarist. We used to live together. We we cut an album called uh, Musical Samurai. Uh, The the image on the front is a samurai with two heads. (laughs) You know, it's didgeridoo classical guitar. What a combination. You know, and I've done duets with Blue Wolf, Pamelia Kurtzen. Oh, yeah, we even had, just for a small amount of time, had a small band in Boise, Idaho. Not really. Not really. It was a Native American flute, a percussionist, and uh, me on didgeridoo. Not that much theremin. Why am I telling you this? Because I love the name. She Blows Neon. That was the name. It was about a girl I had a crush on who had a job at, well, she blew neon. She blows glass, you know, so when I was asking her friend, I was like, oh, what's up with so-and-so? Because, you know, I got a crush on her. And she, (laughs) my friend said, oh, her? She blows neon. And I thought, well, that's my next band name. I just wanted to start a band just to have that as a name. And then I've done a lot in California with the California Aikido Association, flute, classical guitar, and didgeridoo, just, you know, and I've taken my theremin down there. Yeah, I did. We did happy birthday. No, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star with Michael Friedel Sheehan. He was on the cello. He was a beginning cello player. I was a beginning theremin player. And, ah, man, we we threw down in a seven-year-old kind of way, seven-year-old learning how to play a musical instrument. To this day, people still bring that up. When I was in California last September, that got brought up quite, quite a bit. Yeah, I'm amazed by the theremin. I mean, it's an integral piece of musical history. And it's in so many cheesy sci-fi movies, uh, B-movies, you know, and uh, like the soundtrack for The Day the Earth Stood Still when the robot's visor's going up. That's theremin. Wow. What can I say? I mean, I'm not really trying to get into the major history. I'm going to leave all that to you guys. But I'll tell you what, you will not be disappointed by what you find on YouTube if you type in theremin. (laughs) Yes. And uh, it it covers the gambit from totally hilarious, high-end, quirky to professional classical music on a theremin. Old school videos with Clara Rockmore is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I'm glad to see that uh, Pamelia Kurtzen Stickney, Pamelia Stickney, is just still rocking it out there, you know. And uh, I'm just looking to get my chops up. I don't have to be great on the theremin, but it'd be great to hold a note, maybe play, I don't know, the wedding march or something, just you'd, just to be comfortable with the instrument and also to be comfortable with my voice. That's the main thing. And I thought it'd make just a great podcast because it has such incredible, just incredible history. Like the reason why synthesizers exist are because of this technology. Moog, he used that technology to build a synthesizer. And then look at what synthesizers did in the 80s. (laughs) It kind of destroyed some music in the 70s, but. You know, I mean, just an electronic keyboard, all of that stuff. And then Leon Theremin, his technology, I mean, the reason why proximity detectors uh, and proximity lights work right now are because of his technology. And he was kidnapped out of New York (laughs) by the KGB, I believe. It's all in the documentary. Yeah, he disappeared into obscurity for 25 years. Nobody knew what happened to the guy. And I mean, Leon Theremin, that dude's right up there with Tesla as far as inventions and just quirky coolness. And, 
you know, he was dating Clara Rockmore. You know, she was in love with his instrument and him. And just one day he disappeared. And I'll tell you, this documentary, they started making this documentary in the early 90s, right? I think it came out in 1996. And this documentary, doing research, found Leon Theremin living in absolute obscurity again in New York. And they just brought him back to the, to the limelight. He finally got the recognition he deserved. And you know what? They hooked him back up with Clara Rockmore. That's why I'm telling you it's a love story. When I saw that movie at the Flicks, I was working at the Flicks at the time. People were coming out of the theater crying because it was such an amazing story. And it is. It is. And uh, I just want to... <laughs> I am a theremin player. I can do some funky, funky stuff. Right? I got a gig. I did a gig at a Comic-Con dressed up like a Jedi playing the theremin. I mean, come on. One-handed theremin player, you know it can't be bad. Can't be bad. So yeah, I, I want to work on those chops. I want to work on those chops. Going to work on singing some more and uh, just trying to have a little more fun. So I'm sure once I get my YouTube stuff going a little more, uh, theremin's going to definitely be in the mix. Definitely be in the mix. Okay, my friends, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close out. I'm going to close out. Thanks for listening. This podcast was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I got a lot of great links out there. And Pamelia, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. You made a huge difference in my life with the theremin. I am absolutely inspired by you. And then a lot of other people, Clara Rockmore, Leon Theremin, Carolina Eck, you know, just the list is long. There's links in my show notes. Uh, take a look at it. You you won't be disappointed. You won't. I'm speechless. I, I don't want to say any more, but I am going to end the podcast with uh, my closing uh, musical sound sculpture at the 2008 Hyde Park Street Fair here in Boise, Idaho. When I was uh, when I lived at my dojo, you know, I, I used to live. I lived for ten years. I lived in my own martial arts school in the north end of Boise. And uh, yeah, I, I had a big May Day festival every year, and I put on a lot of performances, and I just. I was on stage a lot. I was doing the Red Light Variety Show. So this is a really good closing, just a little little closing piece, little closing piece. So my friends, thank you so much. It, we're still in the COVID nation. Wear a mask. We're spiking again. Stay safe, be cool, and be kind. And check out what's coming up next. <laughs> Okay, so um, how about a little more theremin? You guys want to hear a little more ambient flow? Okay. You guys do it. This one's from my mother. This was a very popular instrument in the 50s with cheesy sci-fi B-movies.
Okay, it looks like we got some belly dancers coming up. Is that it? Okay, uh, how about a round of applause for me? Yay! All right, and if you're looking to change the world, just make a child smile. Oh, and take care of your mother, too. See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.